I remember. I remember all of it. Oh, hey! I almost uh, forgot. I need to be somewhere. I better hurry. I'll be back later, okay? See ya! Make sure you drink all your soup, okay? Oh, Fash. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He never holds back in matters of the heart. He's Josh. Hey, how's it going? I love you all. You're full of love. See, that's that's me not holding back with matters of the heart. We should hate this bastard. It's Bill. <laughs> we. <laughs> Thank you. Slightly delayed as he as he sips his booze, and I'm the one making the big decisions. My name is Andy. We are back for yet another review of Trigun. How are we doing, folks? Doing fantastic. How are you doing? Doing good. Yeah, so you might notice that the audio is going to be a little different between this and when we start our review. We uh, There's no curtain anymore. It's just a, a, a glass window that we just continuously break, I think. We are recording this one remotely, so we'll go from our Skype sounding to being in a room together. So I apologize once again for the difference in audio quality. Uh, this week we are talking about episode 25 of Trigun, Live Through, and we are nearing the end. We only have... Two, count them, two episodes of Trigun to to recap still. Uh, how are we feeling about that, Bill? I'm sad because I know what's coming. I've said this before. You know it. Yeah, I know. I just I just, I just, just like to see if anything has changed. See if you've, you know, resigned yourself to this fate. I'm getting drunker and angrier. I can tell. I can tell the, the booze is already a-flowing. Uh, I'm sure, Josh, you're excited? I'm very happy to see this happen because, Bill, what? I miss you angry and drunk. I do. I mean, we're halfway there, usually. No, usually. Shall we get in some nerd news? I think so. Bill, do you want to get into some nerd news? Go ahead. You guys noticed that uh, Castlevania hit Netflix? Yes, I did. I did not watch it. I noticed it. I noticed it. Yeah, me neither. Noticed it? All right. So uh, Monica and I sat down and watched all four episodes of the first season. So it's only... It's only four episodes, so its uh, runtime is roughly about two hours. So you can get through the entire first season. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about relatively half-hour episodes. But, man, are they fantastic. Like, the first episode in itself, a little spoiler here, focuses directly on why Dracula is doing the shit that he's doing. And it's fantastic. Like, Andrew, I know, I'm sure you played it. I think Bill did, too. Um, You guys remember Symphony of the Night, right? I I either, I didn't play much of it, but I remember watching people play it. And I know Bill played it. Yeah, I played a lot of it, actually. 
the series is uh, based on the third Castlevania game, so Curse of Dracula, which is has a lot of references in, in Symphony of the Night as well. It's fantastic. It's it's gorgeously animated. The voice acting is fantastic. They got the dude. I can't even remember off the top of my head. They got the guy who did uh, who played Thorin from uh, the Hobbit movies. He does the voice of Trevor Belmont, and he plays Trevor Belmont as a drunken, besodden asshole through the the first two episodes that he's introduced in, and he is fantastic. So I know that one of the things we talked about with that was the kind of influence of anime on this. Mm-hmm. Did it feel, watching it, very anime? Uh, did it feel kind of Western? Like, what's the general feel of it? It felt like a Western anime, but that was strongly influenced by Japanese anime. It, it was like that uh, the, the animators consciously took a look at what they were doing. Like, yes, this is all from Japan originally, so we're going to make it look like a Japanese anime, even though it's uh, American. Uh, the writer of the series. I don't know if you guys knew this. Warren Ellis wrote it. Okay. Huh. Comic book. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Yeah, I knew Bill would recognize. Yeah, Warren Ellis. Uh, he's done some. He's done some work on Hellblazer. He wrote Iron Man three. Uh, um, he did a lot of work on Astonishing X Men, the Thunderbolts, Moon Knight, and he did the uh, Iron Man Extremis story arc. I think that's probably what he's best known for. Uh, because a lot of people liked the Extremis storyline uh, from the Iron Man comics. So he was the writer for the Castlevania uh, Netflix series, and fantastic. I can't can't say enough good stuff about this series. I would strongly recommend sitting down and checking it out as soon as you can. How much storytelling do we get in four episodes? It, does it feel complete, or does it feel like just kind of like wetting the palate to see what the reaction is and see if it's worth doing more. There was a lot of storytelling because you get a lot of, um, as I said, the first episode, you figure out what Dracula's motivation is, and it's a pretty good motivation. Blood, blood, blood. No, uh, and I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to do my usual spoilers this time. His motivation is pretty good, pretty good. Trevor Belmont in the second episode, and then the third episode is Trevor Belmont, and it also introduces the character of Sypha Belnades. And then the last episode actually introduces um, fan favorite Alucard. And the end of the season kind of gives you an idea that there's going to be another season. Very cool. We'll definitely check that out. That's on Netflix. Go check that out. It's out there now. Bill, you got anything? Yes. Uh, We talked briefly about how Freeform is going to be doing Cloak and Dagger. Yes, I do Mm -hmm. recall this. And since then, we have found out that Freeform is the new name of the family channel, ABC Family, whatever you want to call it. Now it's become Freeform. And they're also going to be doing Marvel's New Warriors. Ah, yes. Okay, uh, enlighten me briefly, because again, comics, while well, I love them, uh, they're not, I don't know, like, everything about comics, so. Well, I'll give you the write-up. I don't know the New Warriors comics really well, other than I'm pretty sure that they're the ones that set off the events of Civil War. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. The Sanford incident was because of them and uh, fighting the villain Nitro, so yes. Gotcha. Yep. Basically, it says there's going to be six young people and, quote, learning to cope with their abilities in a world where bad guys can be as terrifying as bad dates. <laughs> so it sounds like it's going to be kind of Dawson's Creek with superpowers. Mm-hmm. That could um, be really interesting. Done well, it could be very fun. Yeah. They've cast Derek Thieler as Mr. Immortal. Hmm. And the part I'm excited about is they've cast Melania Vaintrub as Squirrel Girl. Yes, we before we started recording, you wouldn't stop talking about this this woman, and then you yes. see a picture of her from a commercial. I'm like, oh yeah, it's that commercial lady. Yeah, she's the <laughs> girl from the Lily from AT and T. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Was her, her main thing. She was also on This Is Us. I was going to say, you'd be better show, throw a TV show in there. Because it's like, oh, yes, this wonderfully accomplished commercial actress. Yeah, I know, but she's hot. So I know her from the commercials. But but yeah, This Is Us. And then there was some other show she was on I saw mentioned. But it was something I had no interest in or didn't ever watch. She does a lot of stuff with college humor, too, it looks like. More of a cast. Uh, Jeremy Tardy as Night Thrasher. Calum Worthy as Speedball. Matthew Moy as Microbe. And Kate Connor as Debris. I don't know any of those. The only actor I actually know is her. I, I'm not familiar with any of those names either. So so my question is, we have Speedball. Is he eventually going to get all, all emo and become penance later? I mean, I would assume so at some point. If it's <laughs> young people learning to cope with their powers, yeah, somebody's going to get emo about it. Might as well be him. Sounds about right. <laughs> it's going to be this fall? Uh, I didn't actually see a release date on... They just said she was cast, okay. not when uh, the show was It looks was like started. it's 2018, next year. Uh, I guess my nerd news, uh, I've got two really quick ones and one that'll take just a tiny bit more. And they're all, again, about the Switch. I apologize, I know. First thing, of kind of interesting of note, WWE 2K18 was just announced today, Monday, that it will get a Switch release. There was a brief one-minute kind of segment uh, on YouTube. I don't know if it's a commercial, maybe on television as well, but uh, it's Seth Rollins in the back playing with Nintendo Switch talking about how you know he grew up with video games, but as a wrestler, he doesn't get to sit at home and play them very often, so now with the Switch, he can play it on the go. And, you know, they were listening to the they listened to the fans and now they're gonna release WWE 2K18 on the Switch. So that might be interesting and a good sign that we're gonna start to hopefully see more third-party games making their way over to Nintendo's console. So that was kind of interesting kind of cool. Uh, the second thing I want to note, I downloaded a really adorable game this week. It's called, I don't even know how it's pronounced, Sheffy or Shifi, uh, S-H-E-P-H-Y. It's based on a, a Chinese card game. And it basically, it's a, it's like a game of solitaire, but it's, it's a little more complex than that, obviously. It's not a traditional solitaire game. There's an apocalypse of some sort, and you have to, you play the sheep, and you have to reproduce the sheep to beat the level uh, that humans are reproducing, so that way sheep can take over the world. It's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> so there's that, and it's a mm. hard game, and it was like five bucks. It was really, really awesome, and a nice little time killer. Uh, but the most important thing is that with the upcoming release of Splatoon this month, Nintendo sent out a, uh, did like a five-minute, uh, actually it was more than five minutes than I think of it, they did like a Nintendo Direct video where they talked about the game, and in that video, not only did they give more information about Splatoon 2, but they revealed the upcoming Nintendo Online app, which I don't know if I've talked about on the show before, that instead of having built-in kind of voice chat and stuff, they were going to do all their uh, stuff through a cell phone app. And they unveiled that the there's going to be a limited version of that released for Splatoon 2. Available with that application is obviously online chat and making matches through your cell phone that connects then with the game in your, in your Switch. Um, keeping track of your online statistics and stats about your opponents and how you played against them for the last 50 games. Uh, as well as an online shop that will transfer specific things that you can only get from the app into your game. So it sounds like Nintendo is really using this upcoming game to kind of test run how this whole Nintendo online app through a cell phone rather than built into the the, the software, so the hardware rather, and how that's going to work. So hmm. it'll be interesting to see, because this is going to be quite the test 
you mm-hmm. know, where PlayStation has all that stuff kind of built in. We'll see how this kind of works for them. Well, I mean, I, I do want to say, actually, the uh, PlayStation Network, you can get that downloaded onto, onto your phone as an app as well. But I don't think it's nearly as in-depth as uh, as you're seeing uh, with this uh, with this Nintendo app. So I really am curious about how that's going to work. Uh, yeah. Are you going to demo it for us uh, when you can? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think once Splatoon comes out, I'll, I'll download the app for sure because uh, I want to get my hands on the Nintendo app, whether I get Splatoon right away or not. I'll at least check out the app. I'm sure I can still download that and take a look at what it what its capabilities are. But it sounds like this Nintendo app is going to have separate sort of like sub apps for each of its major kind of multiplayer games. So we're going to get one here for Splatoon. We may get something for ARMS a little bit later. Uh, we'll probably get something, you know, uh, maybe when Smash gets re-released onto the system at some point down the road. Uh, so it'll be cool. I'll, I'll definitely have a more in-depth kind of uh, breakdown of that. Uh, any other nerd news from either of you? Um, well, I actually have a little bit of a video game talk that's not even nowhere near related to Overwatch and that totally awesome new character that's coming. I uh, recently picked up two new games. Shock and, shock and amazement, everyone. <gasps> shock and awe. Uh, first off, I picked up the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series, which I'm rather pleased with so far. Um, the Telltale game only has two episodes. It's a five-episode game, but with the physical copy that I bought... Um, it's like the season pass. So once the newest episode hits, I can download it and not have to worry about paying for another uh, get, uh, installment of the game. It's all it's all inclusive. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. no, that's uh, I like the Telltale games. I played the Walking Dead one and really enjoyed that. So that's really cool. It was definitely my first experience with a Telltale game, and I found it quite enjoyable. Once again, Monica Monica was sitting down watching it with me, and she was really enjoying it. Um, I would pull her with some of the choices. I'm like, hey, what should we do? She goes, oh, do this. And I would, and then there would be one time where I'm like, hey, what should I do? She goes, oh, I'll do this. So I would do the opposite, just kind of fuck with her a little bit. It was kind of, it was fun. The other game that I picked up uh, was the Friday the 13th video game for yes. my PlayStation. That game is hella fun. The best way to describe it is it's essentially glorified hide-and-go-seek. You can either play as a counselor or as Jason. And actually, the thing is, it's it's random whether you'll be a Jason or a counselor. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's the first person who, who selects Jason gets Jason. It, it The game is actually very fair in spreading out gets to play as Jason. So, but like the fun of it is, okay, if you play Jason, it's pretty simple. You have to kill the counselors. The more counselors you get, the more experience you get. But Jason has some pretty funky powers. Like, he can literally teleport. You pull up the map, you go to a location, and he pops up there. He also has, like, this speed zoom ability. Gets him a little bit closer to the uh, the counselors to kill him because he can't really run-run like the counselors can. Mm -hmm. But then when you're playing as a counselor, the idea is you have to do one of three or four things to escape Jason. One is to uh, either repair a boat or a car to drive uh, to drive out, call the police and wait for the police to arrive, or get Tommy Jarvis from the thir- from the fourth and fifth movie and have him kill Jason, which is very difficult, but he can kill Jason. So I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely a lot more fun on Mike with people because you get to goof around. Some of the mechanics, um, especially with Mike, is if uh, you're too far away from from any of the uh, other people, you can't hear them on Mike. When you, the closer you get to them, the louder the volume on the mic gets, so that so it actually sounds like they're far away and shit. Yeah, I, I like so, that a lot. Yeah, it, that is one of the most 
impressive technical things I've seen them do. Um, the game, I, the, the low points of this game, though, it, it is pretty buggy. And I guess uh, from what I've talked to people that I've played with, and, and they, uh, Thurk confirmed this, uh, there was a glitch where you could get on the roof of the building yeah. that you're in and just wait out the timer. Because that's the other, um, that's the other uh, way to win is if you actually make it the full, I think it's like 15 minutes. If you make it through the survive. full 15 minutes, you survive. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but I highly recommend it. It's a little. It, I paid about. It was like forty bucks, so it's a little price. It's a little bit higher for for a direct download game and a game that has a little bit of issues. But they are slowly patching it, and I think it's a lot of fun. I, I definitely recommend checking it out. All right, check that out on PlayStation Four, or I'm assuming Xbox One as well. All right, uh, anything else before we head into our review of episode twenty-five? Live through. Let's get to it. it. All right, I'll I'll take that. Pause. Yep. And then Bill's oh, yeah. affirmation as let's get to the review. Scotty, beam me the Bills. Scotty. Scotty. Scotty Sc- doesn't know. <laughs> I felt the same thing. Ah. <laughs> right, Scotty gonna... doesn't know. Bash wakes to Rim's voice in a strange room. He's undressed and all bandaged up. He then remembers last episode's events, especially killing Legato. Yeah, it just kind of comes flooding back to him. Right. At this point. E- even to the point where I think, doesn't it show the image of Legato sitting there and kind of see almost a bullet hole in him smiling? Yeah, the whole flashback is intense. pretty intense and quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, then he hears Meryl talking to someone outside the room. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with that uh, voice acting? A, well, I hope you're a woman pretending to be a man is what it sounds like. <laughs> I hope your friend's doing okay. It was really weird. Meryl comes in with supplies and is happy to see him awake. And she fixes him some soup and explains he's been asleep for ten days in this abandoned house that the townsfolk let them use. It's kind of interesting how Meryl, throughout this episode, she doesn't know how to respond or act, so she, like, fakes like nothing is wrong. Yeah, and then she gets weird and leaves. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of upset by that. Like, I get why she leaves. Like, she doesn't really know how to help him, given <laughs> everything he's been through. Right, right. But... I'm sorry, yeah, how are you going to walk into a room, but somebody you know who's tried so hard not to kill anyone say, Hey, buddy, how you doing after you killed that guy? But then he's like, I remember... You want some soup? Bring him a Hallmark, I'm sorry, you killed a man card. <laughs> I want that card. Uh, you never know. So, I don't know, it's just, it bothers me that here she is, she know, she goes in there and is trying to be nice, but then it's like, Ha ha, I gotta go, bye! And it's just like, man, that's that, that's just mean. That's just like, 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 steal yourself up or something. It's crazy. I still like you, but I'm really awkward around you because you killed someone. Yeah. Da, 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 I'm going to dance out of the room now. I don't even think it's I, that he killed someone. I think it's that he, she knows it's all weird for him. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wolf-witted it up and was like, eh, right. I killed that dude, I think she'd be fine. She'd yeah. probably slap him. Probably, yeah. We'll but get to then, that. We'll get to that later. We'll get to, yeah. <laughs> There's some slapping going on later. Elsewhere in the city, an old man stops Meryl to ask her about her friend when a boulder flies out of a well and Millie pops out, apologizing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, okay, I want to talk about that. Before we get there really quick, because you know something really cool, Josh, on uh-huh. that. Before we go to her wandering around and, and talking to that old man and the rock coming out of nowhere. That if you old... smell... <laughs> Wrong rock. The... Shut but your I... mouth. But I agree, Four Rocks and Jumanji would be great. So, (laughs) right? Yes. Such a good movie. Four Rocks. Four Rocks and Jumanji. Yeah, it's a video game movie, so it should be a rock and a white outfit, a rock and a black outfit, one in a red outfit, one in a blue outfit. Yeah, Yeah, I would totally watch that movie. I would watch that Rock with hair, rock without hair. One's being Rocky Maivia. With a pineapple head? Rocktopia. 
And yes. (laughs) But as I was trying to say, the scene where Vash is crying and screaming, like that is tough stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was tough to watch. Losing his shit. And even Meryl's reaction to it when he's hearing hearing him losing his mind is. She's, she can't yeah. keep it together. But, but then yeah, boulders you, from the sky! You noticed something about the boulder from the sky, because yeah. when I was taking notes on this episode, my thought was, what the fuck is going on? How did this boulder come out of nowhere? How did and Millie well, just pop out of this well? Bill said he caught it too, but yeah, what we had saw, if you watch the scene again, on the kind of the upper right-hand corner of the boulder, you notice a very familiar cross-shape flying off of the boulder as well. So apparently, more than likely, Millie shot it. Which is pretty cool. With the stun gun. Which means that... She's like a waste of ammunition. Well, also, she that gun would have, is way more powerful. Than they would she, have had to lift the rock up into the hole, though, first. So she's probably, like, wedged it up in there herself and then shot it out. Like, that's just crazy. She just got under it. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, it's just crazy. It's Millie. She is super Wait, strong. She is super strong, super smart. So they talk about Vash, and Millie turns over the money. Millie's been keeping busy, working hard to keep her mind off stuff. Well, and, you know, they got to make money since they're not really doing much for Bernard Daly these days. Andrew, Andrew. Hi. Millie. <gasps> yep, it's her. They decide to splurge on dinner and talk about Millie's home village. Uh, Meryl sees a man on top of the cliffs who, of course, is Vash. But but, but she says, that, that man, man up there. there. I know, it was weird. Like, that man! Oh, <laughs> Jesus, man! He's just brooding about knives and wolfwood. Uh, he continues to pray to Rim, and the girls show up, trying to slow him down. And then he gets really weird. Yeah. Yeah, he decides he needs to go to Rim and passes out. Yeah, like, I mean, he starts going, like, I gotta go to where Rem is. I gotta go to where Rem is. I'm like, uh... It's like, dude, she's gone. Yeah, dude, we, no, no, you don't, no, you don't approve of suicide, remember? And, like, that almost sounds like something that a suicidal dude's about to say. Ooh, I guess he could Yeah, I guess you could death. read it that way. Yeah. Okay, there's definitely a part of me that wonders if Vash is so screwed up because of Rem. Yeah, I think that, especially probably we'll discuss on after the last episode, that Vash has held on so hard to what she taught him that he sees no other option. And yeah. If he, she taught him just a little bit of moral and mental flexibility, stuff wouldn't be this bad. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting dynamic in the story, the fact that he, you know, and this is his struggle. Mm-hmm. He has to find out who he is. But, right. you know, there's so much constantly pulling at him from all sides to keep him right. from that realization of who he is. Well, and I think that's a good point to bring out that this is Bash in a Crisis of Faith. He has finally hit the moment where his belief system, where everything that that he was living by for the last over 100 years didn't work. Everything failed. He had had exhausted all of his options, and he had to do the one thing that he swore he would never do. That's a pretty huge issue on anyone having a crisis of faith, especially someone who's been alive for over a century and holding on to this shit. Again, Sean, just a little bit of flexibility. Right. Anyway, the girls eat and talk while Vash sleeps some more, wondering if they should have maybe left him alone and didn't find him. Yeah, well, it, it's because Meryl's, Meryl's doubting herself as well. She uh, feels yeah. that she's responsible for Vash having to kill Legato because if they hadn't gone after him, Legato's mind-controlled uh, villagers wouldn't have got, gotten to them and wouldn't have given exactly. Vash in that yeah. very hard predicament. So she's blaming herself as well. So then we move into a montage of money-making and bash healing up. <laughs> and Meryl getting her ass grabbed in yeah. one scene. Yeah, and, and her responding in kind. As you should, by right. slapping the hell out of clobber- that guy. Clobber- no, she, she beat him with a tray. Oh, yes, true. And That's right. And more than just hit him once with it, she hit him so hard that it molded to the dude's face. I said clobber. 
She they, clobbered him. It yeah. was clobbering time. But where in the world do they get a French maid outfit on on another planet? And why does she have to wear them? <sighs> Is it just part of the? Are they in a, like basically a Hooters? Are they working at Hooters? I feel like Probably. they're working at Hooters. Isn't there like a Japanese Hooters we found out about? Oh in... yeah, D- didn't they, like don't they like basically dress kind of like that, like all weird and like different like outfits? I think I think it's like the bunny outfits and something and all, like yeah. that. No, we talked about it in Excel. Oh, oh, we did talk about that where they all wore like the. They worked at like the booby restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That was in that was the episode. Was that episode with Key? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I made the Excel reference. Wow, good job. Well, wow. I made one earlier. Well, he made one. Yeah, he did make one earlier. Yeah, but I made a significant one. That was yeah, that was a story one. So Man. they head off and they leave Vash sitting on the porch. He tries to high five the cat and gets clawed. Gonna make up some uh, douche, badly drawn douche cat. Come yeah. on. Actually, I have to comment that. First, the white shot with Kuroneko-sama looks horrible. He looks like a black bowling pin with eyeballs. (laughs) And then when they get the close-up where Vash is trying to, yeah, as you say, give him a high five, he looks ginormous. He looks disproportionately huge. It made his perspective. A delivery man points out that LR is a war zone, and they talked about Vash. The driver, however, sees him too and realizes that he is Vash. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) They get foe. They do get foe. And that's time for a break card. Break card! Woo! Hey, welcome to the break card. This is Andy. Hopefully you are having fun this episode. I want to apologize for the change in audio quality at the beginning. We recorded remotely uh, this Monday because of a particular reason, uh, and that reason has to do with a very special announcement that we wanted to make, and we had kind of hinted at that on social media. We were going to have a big reveal this episode, but, well, technology is kind of fickle sometimes, unfortunately. We had the opportunity, the absolute pleasure, of sitting down and talking with Dorothy Fawn for an interview. If you're not familiar with Dorothy Fawn, she is an acclaimed voice actress who, among all of her roles, did the voice of Meryl, Meryl Strife from Trigun. And we had an absolute blast. We talked to her for about an hour and had a really, really good time, asked her a lot of great stuff. Unfortunately, the audio quality of the recording software, something happened on her end. Her internet connection wasn't necessarily the most stable, uh, and because of that, the program that we use when we do interviews and remote stuff, which has worked in the past, decided to not record her stuff properly. Actually, it made it sound kind of like this. It didn't feel the same. So yeah, that's something right out of the Shadowvane podcast or something. Kind of like a demonic noise. I wasn't sure what was going on. It's definitely a technical issue, technical flaw. Unfortunately, we are going to be unable to reschedule another interview until August. So the interview segment will have to wait. I do want to let you know about it and her intent and understanding in what happened. And we hope to get you that episode at some point in the near future. She had a lot of really great things to talk about with regards to Meryl and some of her other voice acting, and I don't want to leave you guys without that, so we will do our damnedest to try to get that to you. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got a lot of other things planned for the immediate future once we finish up our review of Trigun, and then we'll eventually be heading into our third season, which will be our review of Gurren Logon. If you want to get a head start on that, you can check that out. I believe it is over on Netflix. So you can start binging down Netflix and being prepared for our discussions. Go check out our website, tuningjapanese.com, and our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. 
We'd really appreciate the help any way you can. If you can't donate monetarily, I understand. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. Again, we're sorry. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and let's get back to it. Do you like scary stories? If so, then listen to the Shadowvane podcast, where you'll find original radio drama series and classic tales of terror brought to life with fantastic voice acting and eerie music and sound effects. For more information on our first full series, Progenics Labs, or our current story, 1692 The Risen, visit shadowvane.net or listen to us on the questionable Endeavor Network. Listen in the dark, if you dare. That's a good break card. It's a great break card. Thank you. I try my best, guys. You know, Andrew, those things that you said and the uh, plugs that you plugged... I'm really good good at plugging. Yeah. (laughs) Plugging is kind of my specialty. I'm sure Ray would agree. It's true. (laughs) We learned too much about you today. (laughs) Uh, Or just enough. Vash is sitting pensively, staring up at the stars and singing Rim's song. It's a little emo. But Meryl comes out and joins him, singing the rest of what really becomes a very sweet scene. Rem, Rem is a much better singer, by the way, than Vash is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Va- this must be Johnny Youngbosch before he started uh, Eye Shine, because uh, his singing has improved a little bit. But then again, the or character is... Or he's just is, singing in character. Yeah, the character well, the character's forlorn at this yeah. point. You want to think he started out as a bad singer, and I'm saying he always was a good actor. They talk, Meryl asking him to stay in the town as long as he likes, and he seems to agree. Yeah, this I agree with you, Bill. This is like a super sweet scene. It's a, it's a great it's a, it's, moment. It's a little too short, mm-hmm. but I love this. Scene. I think almost it's, it should be because this is one of maybe the most intimate moments the two of them have. And kind of get the and feeling it's way that, too brief. And you kind of get the feeling that there is potential for more between yes, these. But two. again, it's it, it's too brief. Yeah, it really they, is on purpose. Yeah. The next day, Meryl comes into work and finds the entire town has turned against Millie. But did you notice what Meryl said when she first comes in is, you know, oh, sorry, no, I was up too late last night, and thinking, yeah, you were. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're up too late having an intimate conversation with Vash. Absolutely nothing happened, no hand stuff or anything like that, just no. very, you know, nice and sweet. Just hands under the shirt, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all one. No, 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 clothes are on, nothing was fondled, it was a wonderful conversation, you perv. The delivery guy is speeding along to kill Vash. Back in the bar, they are just asking her to leave. Then we see what is happening in the speeding truck. They are dragging Vash tied up behind on the ground. Yeah, pretty fucked up. I mean, eh, you know. I mean that's something they did. They tied somebody to the back of a horse and set it Yeah, they, the they just didn't draw him. And then... No, it's a different method of execution. No, drawing quarter. Oh, yeah, no, no. The dragging. Because the dragging is eventually diff- just the, yeah. It's a different thing. The and, shit you're going to hit is going to eventually kill you. And then they call him a wuss. Yeah. Yeah, really. Which is so contradictory. Just because he won't talk. We, yeah. We, 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 dr- we, dr- we drug him around behind this car for 15 minutes. And, and he's, he's still pan- alive. He's still alive. What a total pansy. And then they start going, maybe he isn't Vash. And then he admits he is. Mm-hmm. Then shit gets a little bit more intense. Yeah. This guy starts losing his mind on Vash. Vash even goes so far as like, no, I am Vash, and I am a killer. You have to, you yeah, have I to deserve punish this. me. Is he saying that because he is so down on himself that he believes that, or is yeah. he trying to save himself here? I, I think he's so down on himself. I think this is, this is the all lowest. but suicide. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is the lowest moment for Vash. He's not seeing any way out. Everything has failed him. So, of course, he's, he's admitting that he's this horrible person. It's suicide by mob. Mm. Yeah. 
Really, it is. More of trying to intimidate somebody by not shooting them. Yeah, we get a lot of that in this scene. Yeah. The, the guy holds up the gun, and he starts telling Vash to smile, and I swear, every time I hear, hear him, now smile! I just want to finish, you son of a bitch. How does smiling make you more manly? He's like, die like a man and smile! What? That's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this guy's kind of... Oh, yeah, he's yeah. all over the place. Yeah, he really is. Meryl runs in and begs for mercy, and Delivery Boy basically doesn't care. They debate it some more, and Vash starts to see Meryl as Rim. This was an interesting scene. Mm-hmm. It was the most interesting scene, I think, from the entire episode. Why do you think that is the case? Oedipus Complex. Okay. Wow. I, you, you, could, you could go there, okay. I suppose. It's. I think he sees there's there's a physical similarity, maybe, but more along the lines of he finally realizes that Meryl is a lot like Rem in personality. She's Even though, yeah, Meryl's got a kind of a bitchier shrew, shrew side that we've talked about before, she's more, maybe even more in keeping to how Rem was since being Rem Vash. He's starting to realize that he's starting to see the thing that he never saw before, which is this woman that he probably should be admiring because she's strong-willed, she's not afraid, and she's going to do the right thing, and going to find find a way to do the right thing. And in this case, the right solution is giving the assailant a hug. It's true. Hey, I know whenever I've gone on a murderous rampage, the, the one thing that assuaged me was a hug. Your one weakness. Yes. Free hugs. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I, I start trying to kill someone and there's a free hug sign. I've got to put the gun down and give them a hug. That's usually when the undercover police officer arrests me. Josh's actions as a murderer do not reflect the thoughts of Tuning Japanese nor the Questionable Endeavor Network. No, it's all for the Questionable Endeavor Network. <laughs> oh, God. I kill. I don't even know what that means. I wonder if he's ever found somebody with a sign that says free tugs. Oh, God. If anyone has found that sign, Bill, it's probably Josh. We fade to white and come back to Vash chastising the girls for being reckless. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I like that he's just like, you guys are reckless. And Millie points out. No, Meryl Meryl called him out. Well, Meryl starts saying, then Millie says, well, that's exactly what you always do. Right. Which is great. Yeah, and they, that Wolf would have do the same. Yeah, she, yes. said, she said, you know what, given this situation, yeah, he would do the same. It's like, oh. So Vash hugs her. Well, it's because Vash finally, I don't know if it's like vindication or affirmation, but Vash realizes now that he wasn't wrong to be the way he was. And what's interesting, too, I think it's not only Meryl and what she does, but also Millie here by saying... That Wolfwood would do that it. That Wolfwood would do it. Like, he sees that Millie has gotten over Wolfwood in such a short amount of time, and is trying to move on. And right. maybe I think there's a little bit of, like, uh, if she can do it, I can move on from my hang-ups as well. What he specifically says is as long as someone can see their mistakes and can keep their vision clear to see the future, anything can be made right again. Yeah, right. I wrote that quote down, too. It's a really good quote. And let's face it, the, the real reason why Millie got over Wolfwood? Condolence sandwiches. Those are the best sandwiches. Right. So Vash hugs Meryl for way too long and vigorously, and ends up punched for it. <laughs> she, we yes, even got does. the old, we even got an old super deform out of Vash. Just the. <laughs> the next morning, we get a montage. Vash getting ready to leave, shaving, styling his hair, testing out his arm gun, and twirling his main gun. So cool. Yeah, it is. I, I love I love scenes like this where they get prepared the, for like the big final battle. Yep. It's so the, great. This, this episode has been montage-rific. It has. A lot of montage. montage. I'm not sure why he's shaving up and down, though. That's weird. That does sound painful. I, I admit, when I shave, I shave against the grain. It actually helps pull up the uh, the hairs. That yeah, but not like scraping back Yeah, but you don't scrape it back yeah, up. Yeah, you don't go up and down. Yeah, he's like scrubbing no. with the shit. Yeah, I mean, I go up. 
That's how badass he is. He wants more scars. Chicks dig scars. And you're not supposed to shave against the grain. I do. You're not supposed to. You get ingrown hairs. Yeah, well, my face is really smooth and beautiful when I do it. <laughs> I mean, I believe smooth. Ha! Singer. Hey, we get more things are beautiful. Hey, we get more flower talk here, guys. <laughs> oh God! In the language of flowers, geraniums mean not what we said. In determination, the, yeah. not that. Not, but okay. We, Bill, Bill, Bill has already gone over that in a previous. And I episode. feel like when he was talking about geraniums before, determination wasn't on the list. <laughs> I don't think so either. But he's all just like, yeah, this flower now means just like your list of random shit. He walks out, ready to take on knives, and Meryl is waiting to wish him luck. Billy runs up. Wolfwood's cross in hand, and hands it over to Vash to use in honor of his friend. So cool! Senpai! I miss you. Again, Millie says, of course, it's heavy. It's full of mercy. So cool! And Millie said it. Millie! Millie said something Senpai said. That was really cool. It actually... And actually, the way she said it, it was just... It's so upbeat. It's like, "Uh uh-huh, and it's full of mercy. Yeah, I I made uh, two little crying emojis on my my thing, like, twice. Oh, my God, yeah, they they are. Like, Millie brings Wolfwood the cross, cry emoji. Brings brings him Wolfwood's cross. Yes. Read your your own writing. Sorry. My bad. (laughs) Meryl is crying that she couldn't tell him. Millie tells her she can tell him everything when he gets back, and that she can go nuts on him. Okay. Uh, God, this feels in this episode. I love it. So it's, great. It's like, yay, we're kind of getting back to some of the fun. Yes. Vash thinks he finally understands what Rim's last words to him meant, to take care of knives. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. That's the episode. There we are. That was episode 25. Live through. Live through. Thoughts? This is your episode, Bill, so you get to go first. I think it's a real good episode. I mean, we have no action, really, but the drama's all there. Some of the comedy's there. It's a great build-up. The classic Trigon formula. Build up, pay off, build up, pay off. And as the ultimate build up episode, it, it's very effective. I agree. I don't have anything really to add this week than that. I think that there's a lot of really good emotion. I like that we get one final sort of character building for Millie and Meryl before we're kind of done with them, basically. Mm-hmm. And I like the build up now. It really does feel like it's a final showdown, you know, at the end of the episode when he says, you know, uh, I finally understood those words, take care of knives, and what that means. I will take care of him. You wonder, as an audience, is he going to kill knives? Is he going to try to save him? Well, what even, what he, will it be? He even says, I'm going to save knives. That's, yeah. that's his last thing he's going He does say how he's going to save knives, but he also says he's going to protect humankind. Mm-hmm. So and He doesn't say how he's going to save right. knives. Right, so there is a little bit of tension there. How will, it, how will it all go down? Josh, what do you think? Surprisingly, a good episode for... One that's rather low-key when it comes to, as you said, uh, a very strong lack of action. There's only a little bit of it, and that's just for tension building for the last moment with the guy who's trying to kill Bash and all that. But yeah, it's a great episode. What I like is that the primary focus isn't Vash, it's it's Meryl. And not even yes. Meryl and Millie, it's Meryl. Yeah, absolutely. Meryl finally gets like this sort of like really heavy spotlight, which we don't really get a lot We've of. We've not in really show. had that with her, and it's definitely a good exploration that that Meryl see how Meryl sees Vash, how she truly sees him, not as this uh, obnoxious wiseacre cartoon character that pretends at being badass, but just that this guy who has struggled, struggled, and struggled. And she understands him, and I think that's a, that's a great episode. And the whole whole idea throughout the entire episode that Bash is having essentially what amounts to is a massive crisis of faith. Yeah, as I said earlier, he has come up to a situation where everything failed him, 
and he had to do the unthinkable, and we see the ramifications of it. But the focus isn't on Vash, you know, constantly being a little emo cutter, as uh, as Jason said uh, last week, <laughs> or a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, Linkin Park cutter. Yes, Linkin Park be, be, cutter. Being a little Linkin Park cutter and just going, I hate myself for killing him. No, we don't, I mean, we get it, but it's very brief, and it's back to Meryl doing what she can for him. I really like this episode. It's, a, it's a fantastic episode as a, as a good focus on a character that we haven't had a strong focus on. Yep. Everything else that you guys said, Absolutely. too, I agree with. So that was episode 25, and next week, next week, Bill, I'm sorry, Trigon is coming to an end next week. Oh, man. And then we got to go, well, we'll have a little bit of a break, and then eventually we'll go on to our third anime that we'll review, which I know that you're really excited for. It's gonna fucking suck. Oh, it's okay, but it's all right. Let's, it's all right. We'll have, we'll have we'll have a wonderful discussion. Everyone will thank you for it, Bill. Of episode twenty six next week, under the sky so blue. Oh man, I'm reviewing that. Yeah. Holy crap! Don't fuck it up. Hey, jeez, man. He's hey, the murder. To, He's got the to murder. be fair, oh, if we need to, we can all jump in and give our give our critiques of this one if we if we want to make it a, a, a group collaboration. Stop collaborate. Listen. Yes. I am not going to... I really wanted to say the rest. I'm not going to. <laughs> but... This is back with brand new invention. Damn it! Oh, Lord. This has been Toonie Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm the one making the big decisions. My name is Andrew. I never hold back on matters of the heart. Oh, I'm Josh. Was that supposed to be fart? <laughs> I think so. And you should hate this bastard. I'm Bill. <laughs> Sounds weird when you say it. Uh, actually, actually, it makes sense when you say it too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I've heard the, you say the way that he says it too is so nonchalant. You should really hate this bastard. It's me, a Bill, and <laughs> we will see you guys next week for the finale. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website tuningjapanese.com. Like our Facebook at facebook.com/tuningjapanese. And follow our Twitter at TuningJapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at TuningJapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash TuningJapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowvane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. feeling a lot better now. Don't worry, I'll be okay. See you later. Good luck. Thanks. And thanks for everything. Uh, Mr. Bash! Huh? Over huh? here! <laughs> but wait a minute, isn't that... I want you to take this with you. I know it would make Mr. Wolfwood happy. In fact, it would honor him. Uh.
Are you sure about this? I am. Wow, this is pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. Of course it's heavy. That's because it's full of mercy. Well, take care of yourselves. Bye. I couldn't... I couldn't say anything to him. Well, you can tell him everything when he gets back. You can go nuts on him. Finally understand. It was the last thing she tried to tell me. I will never go wrong again. Humans are survivors, so I will take care of him. I'll save knives. <laughs> <laughs>